Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we finally got official word on when Titans players will report for training camp. We have had a general idea throughout the offseason of what that date would be, but there's a lot of uncertainty at this moment in time with COVID-19 and then the negotiations between the Players Association and the NFL around the protocols that will be used to deal with playing football in a pandemic. We were not certain of what that date would actually end up being, but we got the confirmation that we needed, so I will update you all on those dates, what the process will look like when players actually show up. We have two different groups to talk about, and then what we will do is talk about the most recent updates that we got from the league's negotiations with the Players Association. We got more updates on roster size, we got more preseason updates, opt-out clauses, all kinds of different pieces of new information, and we'll probably continue to get more information throughout the week as we have on Monday, Tuesday, and now today's show on Wednesday. So I'll keep bringing that to you guys in our lead segment along with Titans relevant information like the Titans training camp schedule. So excited to talk about all of the new developments with you guys as well. And then we will step into a clash of the Titans throughout the week. We have been looking at some of the biggest battles that lie ahead for the Titans and not in terms of roster spots, but in terms of role. So on Monday, we took a look at the backup quarterback role. On Tuesday, we took a look at the fourth wide receiver role. And today, we are going to take a look at the right tackle position, which could be the most important battle that will take place during training camp. And as we have done with the first two installments, I will give you a duh a maybe, and a WTF option of who could be taking over that role for the Titans headed into 2020. And then, at the end of our show today, I will give you guys a midweek Rollins rant. We got a little bit of an inside scoop style tweet from a reporter that's loosely affiliated with ESPN about Jadavian Clowney. It seems to be another one of these tweet insiders that are giving us a scoop early. So I will examine that tweet, talk about the credibility of that tweet, if we should believe it, and then just give you my general thoughts on these social media scoopers and things that we have seen in the past. So he could be telling the truth. The tweet could be a lie. We will do a little private tie investigation. Excited to get into the newest development surrounding Titans training camp. Go over a major battle for the right tackle position and give you a little bit of a Rollins rant and an update on Clowny Watch 2020. Let's get it. heavily restricted offseason, the NFL has found some way to maintain their standard league calendar, and that appears to be taking place again when it comes to the training camp schedule. Throughout the offseason, we have seen the Titans schedule their training camp report date for July the 28th, and that date was confirmed by the team on Tuesday. The Titans rookies 
quarterbacks and players rehabbing from an injury will be able to report on July the 23rd, Thursday of this week. The rest of the veteran players will be scheduled to report on that July 28th day, which was expected throughout the entire offseason. At this time, each player will have to pass two COVID-19 tests within 72 hours before they are able to enter the team's facility. Also, we got more news about the procedures and the protocols relating to COVID-19 from the league's negotiations with the Players Association. And one of the biggest revelations that we have gotten in the last 24 hours is that there will, in fact, be zero preseason games. This is something that the Players Association had pushed for very hard. The league had been hesitant for most of the time to actually do that. We had gotten reports earlier in the offseason that the NFL was cutting the preseason in half, but it does appear they will acquiesce to the players' demands with the preseason games and eliminate them completely. Also, we got news that the league and the players' union have agreed on an opt-out clause for players who are at high risk for COVID-19 or those who voluntarily want to opt out. And also, they have discussed and agreed upon a stipend for players if, in fact, there are any games that aren't played due to COVID-19. They are still discussing the ramp-up period for the players before they start on-field activities in terms of strength and conditioning activities and how long that period will be. But it does appear that the league and the players are getting closer and closer to agreeing upon everything that is needed to get the season off without a hitch. Another piece of information that we got from these discussions that will impact the Titans directly along with the fact that there will be no preseason games is that right now rosters look like they will only be 80 players instead of the standard 90. Now this does make sense on multiple levels. The league is trying to minimize the amount of risk that the players have to take and limiting the amount of players that are in the building and in the facilities. That obviously is the logical play here for teams and the league, but it will have a major impact on the Titans like I mentioned and some possible names that could never really even have the opportunity to make it on the team as the Titans right now have 87 players committed to the roster. So that means at least seven players are never even going to have the opportunity to see the field, get snaps. Not only will they miss out on snaps in the preseason, they're not even going to have the opportunity to be out on the field. So we're going to see a rash of cuts here before training camp around the NFL and some names that could potentially be on the chopping block for the Titans include most undrafted free agents and then some bubble veterans that we're going to have a hard time making the roster anyways. And and the list looks like this. The undrafted free agents that could get cut pretty quickly are Aaron Brewer, the offensive lineman out of Texas State, somebody like Cal Garrett, the inside linebacker from Missouri, Tommy Hudson, a tight end from Arizona State, Brandon Kemp, the tackle from Valdosta State, Tucker McCann, Missouri, the kicker, Anthony McKinney, another offensive lineman from TCU, Cameron Scarlett, the running back from Stanford, uh, a plethora of different wide receivers that were signed, Mason Kinsey, uh, Christian Wilkerson, Nick Westbrook, Kyle Williams. Some of those names could be on the chopping block pretty early. Now, in my opinion, I would lean towards the inside linebackers there, the offensive linemen there, tight end, kicker, running back. Those are positions that the Titans are pretty set at for the 
the most part. Positions like interior defensive line, positions like wide receiver, those are positions where the Titans could look for a little bit more help to their actual roster. So those are guys that have a better chance of hanging around. The obvious downside here, though, is that the Titans don't get the opportunity to take a look at guys at other positions that, while they may be more secure in at this moment in time, they could use an influx of talent. You think about the inside linebacker group. I've talked about the possibility of losing Jayon Brown after the season. Also, you look at the tight end group. You look at a guy like Anthony Ferks, who's a fan favorite, and I love everything that Ferk does for the team, but there's no doubt that the Titans could use a little bit more talent at the tight end position. Also, who's to say that a guy like Ty Sambrillo ends up giving the Titans what they need as a swing tackle, as a a backup offensive lineman. Maybe one of the offensive linemen undrafted free agents that were available would have been able to take his spot. So it just limits the opportunity that the Titans front office and their scouting staff and their coaching staff get to take a look at players who could come in and maybe surprise some people and be a valuable asset to the roster. But that's obviously something that every NFL team is going to have to deal with right now. So the Titans are in no worse position than any other. But But one thing that we talked about just now is some more depth at the offensive line position. And one of the biggest battles that is going to take place in training camp is at the right tackle position. And I'm going to give you a couple of different options here. A duh, a maybe, and a WTF option for who could potentially win that starting right tackle role. It is time to continue our Clash of the Titans series roster roles edition. On Monday, we looked at the backup quarterback role. On Tuesday, we looked at the fourth wide receiver role. And today, we will take a look at what could be the most important battle of training camp with the right tackle position. So as I have been doing throughout the week, I will give you a duh option, the option that is most likely or the favorite, you could say, a maybe option, an option that makes a little bit less sense or is a little bit less expected, but could still logically take place, and then a WTF option, which would be completely off the beaten path, but could possibly take place either in a good situation or a pretty bad one. And today our WTF is kind of a bad one. So we will get to that after we first get to our duh and maybe selections. But I do want to tell you guys that I will be continuing this training camp series, this preview series with our Clash of the Titans roster roles, battles, all week and leading up into training camp, so make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast for content Monday through Friday, and following me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans as well. But let's dive right into this battle, and the duh option, maybe you guys are on the fence. I could see you guys listening, thinking that the duh and the maybe could go either way, but for me, the duh option is clearly Dennis Kelly, especially with the impact that COVID-19 has had 
on the offseason. No actual field work, just virtual work. Now we're getting into training camp. We're not even going to have on-field drills for the beginning. There's that ramp-up period for strength and conditioning. Now we just found out there will be no preseason games. Isaiah Wilson is not going to have the opportunity to actually play against another team before week one. And with that being the case, I do not see how the Titans don't go with a couple double negatives in there. Shoot, I don't see how the Titans will not go with Dennis Kelly, the Undertaker. It makes too much sense. He has experience in the system and just experience in the NFL in general. He's played in 88 games in his career and had 31 starts. A lot of those coming with the Titans, including four starts last year. And quite frankly, Dennis Kelly was a little overmatched at left tackle and with the Titans offensive line in the situation that it was in with Roger Saffold being brand new, Nate Davis not being able to get onto the field yet so the Titans were in a tough spot but overall you look at Dennis Kelly last year he played 350 offensive snaps for the Titans only had two penalties only gave up two sacks he did finish the season according to pro football focus with a 71 overall grade a 75.2 pass blocking grade and a 60.5 run blocking grade so uh, I mean Dennis Kelly did not do too bad last year and he was playing as a left tackle on a poorly prepared offensive line in terms of the situation than the circumstances that they were facing. So I think right now Dennis Kelly would be the duh option here and it makes the most sense for him to start off the season at right tackle. Let's move into the maybe option. Of course, the duh option makes the maybe option that much more obvious, and it is rookie right tackle Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. Now, for all the reasons I just mentioned, Isaiah Wilson doesn't make much sense as the starter since he really won't have the opportunity to get any live game reps against another team before the Titans play the Broncos in week one on Monday Night Football. But, but... If Isaiah Wilson comes out and is incredibly impressive, if he knows the playbook, if he is comfortable inside the group that the offensive line has now, then I think there is the chance that he could find a way to supplant Dennis Kelly and be the starter on day one. And since Isaiah Wilson has zero NFL experience to point to, all you can really do is look at him as a college player. And he was pretty impressive in his last season at Georgia, his pass blocking grade, according to Pro Football Focus, went from a 77.2 his redshirt freshman year to an 84.6 his redshirt sophomore year. So he improved as a pass blocker and that's really important because Isaiah Wilson was brought in because of his prowess in the run game as a run blocker, as a mauler. So if he can hold up in pass protection, then that would be a fantastic sign for Isaiah Wilson becoming the player that the Titans want him to be. And in 334 pass blocking snaps last year, for the Georgia Bulldogs. He only gave up six hurries, two hits, and one sack. So Wilson was pretty impressive as a pass blocker last year, even with it being at the college level. While I don't expect him to be that sort of of pass blocker at the NFL level, I do expect him to be a solid starting right tackle. If he can do that from day one, then great. I expect and forecast that it'll take him some time to grow into that role. That's why he is my maybe selection, but hey, 
just maybe. Now, let's go into the WTF selection here, and for me, that is Ty Sambrillo, and as I mentioned earlier, if the WTF option is the one that ends up starting, it could be a good or a bad thing, depending on what happens with the quarterback position. I said it could be a, a pretty good thing. It would mean that the Titans went out and got a veteran option, which at this moment in time, I think, is the smartest move. The option opposite of that is the right tackle position because the WTF selection for me being Ty Sambrillo would mean that Wilson was not anywhere close to being ready to start in the NFL and Dennis Kelly got hurt. So it would be a very negative thing for the Titans if the WTF option ended up starting. But let's take a look at Ty Sambrillo as an option. He has played in 57 games in his NFL career, 13 starts during his time in the NFL. So he has some starting experience. While it would be the worst of the three options from the Titans perspective, it wouldn't be an outright disaster or at least one would hope. Last year, you take a look at Ty Sambrillo's grades per pro football focus and overall 55.1, 48 in pass blocking, 54.4 in run blocking, so obviously not incredibly impressive. Like I said, he has starting experience, so it wouldn't be an outright disaster for the Titans, but he is definitely worthy of the WTF option in this scenario. So that is how I see things shaking out. The duh option being Dennis Kelly, maybe in a positive, maybe being Isaiah Wilson, and then a negative WTF option being Ty Sambrillo. But that will be the battle heading into training camp. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Next, I'm going to give you guys a Rollins rant on some social media scooping that we got recently about Jadavian Clowney. Let's wrap up today's show with a little bit of a Rollins rant. So I am going to give you a Rollins rant, but it does pertain to Clowny Watch 2020. Now, I'm certainly hoping that what I'm, a, what I'm about to tell you is true, but we have to be honest here, take everything with a grain of salt, and know in the back of our minds that the odds are that this is not the case. But I wanted to cover it with you guys. It got a lot of traction, had a few people tag me in it as well. So I may have mentioned it earlier on in the week on the podcast, but I didn't think I spent a lot of time on it. So if I did, my bad. But I want to spend a little more time on it right now. So we got a tweet on Monday from a man named Ken Moore. Now, Ken Moore, according to his Twitter profile, is a college football analyst for Houston Baptist University. He is affiliated with ESPN3, AT&T Sports Network, the Legacy Sports Network. So Ken Moore Sports, at K Moore Sports on Twitter, tweeted this on Monday evening, quote, A trusted source tells me Jadavian Clowney plans to sign with the Tennessee Titans once he can take and pass his physical. Clowney will likely need to go through the COVID-19 two-test protocol before being allowed to take his physical. End quote. Okay, let's break this down in a little bit of a private tie investigation. So, Ken Moore is from Houston. We know that Clowney basically makes his home in Houston. That's where he's been training. 
Also, it does make sense. Now, anybody could have put this in their tweet. Anybody could have put this because we all knew about this information. Also makes sense that it says that Clowney will have to take the two COVID tests and that he'll go to the Titans take and pass a physical and then sign there. Okay, that's exactly what we've known all along, that the Titans are waiting to give Clowney a physical to bring him into the building to look at him before they officially sign him. We've known that all along. So this tweet could be crafted just based simply on logical information that we know already. So that's the grain of salt here. But the guy is from Houston. Clearly, he is affiliated in the media, or with the media, I should say. Also, we did get the reports on Monday that starting on August 1st, players would be allowed to get physicals again. Doctors, really the big thing is doctors for the teams, medical personnel for the teams would be able to come back and proceed with physicals. So logically, it makes sense. But, but folks, we saw a guy on Twitter all all season talking about Clowney to Seattle, and he was proven to to be a lie. Uh, football four one one something. Like, you guys remember that what I was talking about? And if you don't, just trust me on this one. He was reporting a bunch of information, and he ended up admitting that it was a social experiment, that he was a fraud. Uh, we saw any NBA fans, uh, Ayer Abram, guy. Reported on the Kawhi Leonard news, Anthony Davis news, blah, 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 blah. Swore he had sources. Turns out, just some random kid going to USC making up stuff on his Twitter. The point is, whenever we see these breaking news sort of things, a lot of the time, it's people trying to create traffic, trying to get people to their account, trying to get followers, trying to get clout. So... As much as I want to believe this tweet, and I appreciate you guys tagging me in it, things like that, as much as I want to believe this, we can't trust this report. We just simply can't. We just cannot. Because there are a million examples before of people who were doing these things for selfish reasons and not being accurate. So, as I said to this report on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans, make sure you're following me, I will repeat to you now. I have trust issues. I don't I don't trust any of these online newsbreakers unless it's the big time, the big guys. Now, if I don't trust anybody, that means that I will miss some of the people who are being honest, who really have a source, who really know. And that may be the case here, but that's the risk I'm willing to take because I can't most of the time these uh tweets and these Twitter sources that we see from these unknown accounts, they usually turn up to be bullcrap. People just guessing, throwing darts at a wall. So I would advise you to be cautious and to take anything you see with a grain of salt, especially this tweet that I'm sure a lot of you guys have come across by this moment in time. But if it's true, I'm going to come back the day that Clowney signs. If it's true, I'm going to come back and give Ken Moore, K Moore Sports on Twitter, some love. Give him uh, the credit that he properly deserves but anyways that is going to do it for us today folks we are getting closer and closer to training camp the next time i talk to you it will be on a day where titans players will report to training camp the quarterbacks the rookies and the people rehabbing at the minimum but hey that is real 
NFL news. So we'll be very excited to get back with you guys. We will continue our Clash of the Titans roster roles battle series as well. Dive into the defensive side of the football for our next few episodes. So really excited to be back with you guys on Thursday. But that is going to do it for me today. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.